0: For listening in to another episode of About That. This time, we're speaking to international journalist Divya Gopalan, who is currently back in Hong Kong on a much-deserved break with her family after being away on assignment. Now, we're both in our 40s and have been in the news industry for quite some time. Several decades, in fact. It's a mad, mad life, and despite all that, Divya's just become a mom, and it came as a total surprise to her and her husband.
1: We had been married two years and um, because both of us were in our 40s, for one, we didn't think it was biological possible because both, of us, neither <laughs> right. of us were willing to right. go through um, IVF or you know, get any kind of medical assistance. And And the second thing is neither of our lifestyles were set up for a child or a family. I was traveling constantly and my husband, who's an entrepreneur and runs his own business, Basically, he values his freedom more than anything else and unfortunately still does. Uh, And so he would work for a few months at a time and then would take some time off to go trekking in the Himalayas and sit on a mountain for a few weeks or he would come follow me wherever I happen to be in the world. And so we had some kind of a system going where, you know, it was incredibly fluid. We didn't have to plan very much. And we could just enjoy each other's company without having to worry about, you know, um, mortgages and, uh, you know, babysitting or education fees or all those other things that you start worrying about once you have a family.
0: Right. So it was pretty much a fluid existence, which definitely does work very well with the kind of lifestyle journalists have to live that's right it? and and it's also
1: allowed me to do my job and do it to the best po- in the best possible way where i could just up and leave in minutes if i get a call saying there's breaking news there's a volcano in bali that looks like it's going to erupt can you pack your bags and go oh yes i can and that's not going to be a problem and i didn't even have to tell my husband about it because you know he he did understand that this is what my job does and um and then i would go and then he might join me at the tail end of of my trip depending on how you know his his work is coming along so it turned out to be it worked for both of us and it worked very well for both of us and i think that was part of the reason we did end up together also
0: well how then did you both react at discovering that you were indeed uh, pregnant you know um i had
1: a very odd reaction because i was dealing with my father's death also which once again is at something you time. end up dealing with. yeah wow. he had just died a month before um before I found out I was pregnant. And, you know, this is one of the other things you deal with as an older parent, because you're not only dealing with young children, you're suddenly dealing with the fact that your parents are getting much older and maybe, you know, maybe unwell or maybe on their way, you know, uh, somewhere else to a better place, we hope. Um, But... Yeah, so I was dealing with that grief, and I found out. uh, Well, I thought I was, and I actually was in denial. I thought, well, you know, it must be the stress; there must be something wrong. I was taking Ayurvedic medication for anemia, so I thought that must be it. And so I didn't even tell my husband. And then I went to the UK for Christmas with his family and took another test by myself. And I just thought, no, this is not possible. So you know, it was a shock on many fronts, and I, you know, I looking back in retrospect i i think it might be because i wasn't in the right headspace and um it, it is such a joyful experience and i am so lucky because so many people do want children and and it's, it's difficult but um at the time i feel i was i was completely unprepared because it's suddenly the enormity hit me not only now right. would i have to change every aspect of my life having gone through a huge change having lost a parent Nothing in the world was going to be the same again for me.
0: Definitely the shock is clear to see when you even recount the story. But is it fair to say that your initial response after the shock was a bit of unhappiness or or did that not come to play at all?
1: I think more than unhappiness, it was just this sudden worry. I, I was just worried about how I was going to deal with everything, how I was going to have to change my life, how I was going to be able to handle being a mom at this age when I, I had fully accepted that, I wasn't going to have a family at this point. So I I don't think the emotion of sadness or happiness, sadly, you know, because most people would be incredibly joyful. So I was on neither end of the spectrum. It was more suddenly this huge concern about how I was going to be able to manage this because I already didn't have that structure of having a husband and the financial setup of being able to just say, okay, this baby's coming to our life. We have a lovely home. We can put a crib there. We can paint this wall. Right, yeah. we, we didn't have any of those things. Everything in our life was so intangible.
0: I basically lived in airports on planes
1: at this moment. <laughs> a
0: baby couldn't, you know, there was no crib in
1: the airport.
0: How then has this baby changed you in the two years that, uh, you know, you you've had your daughter with you? Has it been two years now? Hang on. She, she's 13 months now. Yeah. So, yeah okay. she just a year turned. and a bit, yes. um, Has she changed me very much?
1: I think it's kind of made me take things as they come and made me really accept that nothing in life uh, can be planned for really. I mean, there's you can make all the plans in your life, you can try and set up as much security as possible. In a minute, it could completely change in in either direction, for the better or for the worse. And it's made me realize that. It's made me take things one step at a time instead of trying to plan everything, which ironically is what I should be doing with a child and a family. But I've come to accept that, look, so long as I can plan for this X number of months, then I'm okay because you never know what's going to happen. But the other thing also I have to mention is that it's it's also made me – it's just made me calmer also in a way because, uh, I used to be so high strung and everything was such a big deal, particularly to do with work. And it was just, everything was so competitive and I'd be watching, watching the channel, thinking, why is that? Why has this person been sent to cover that story? Why, why haven't I been chosen? And what is it that I'm doing that's not good enough and constantly questioning what I was doing. But, um, What this has made me realize is in the grand scheme of things, all those things don't matter. Moments pass, you know, someone will be sent to do something else. All decisions are not about me. It's made me realize (laughs) that the world doesn't revolve around me, which I once thought it did. And it's made me kind of take a step back and look at things with a bigger perspective. And it's also made me realize that um, there, there, there's other things to life, you know. There's like moments of joy are not necessarily about achievement, which is what I used to equate it to in many ways. You know, oh, you know, they said I did a fantastic report. It's got this many hits. And then I would feel good about myself and I deserve to go see a movie. Now it's not about that. It's about, you know, I took my baby to the park today and she laughed on the swing. That moment of joy might be enough to sustain me through the day. I don't need that constant pat on the back or that constant validation that I used to need before.
0: Which then was more difficult for you to? Because I remember you mentioned earlier that uh, you know you had hit forty and you had accepted that maybe you weren't going to have children. Was that a an easier thing to live with than suddenly finding yourself pregnant, or the other way around? I think the thing, Margot, the difference was
1: having a child was had never defined me. Uh, for some people, for instance, my older sister, for her it was such an important thing. She got married. Uh, maybe in her early 30s, which to me is quite young considering. But um, she, you know, immediately after getting married, you know, she thought I need to have a family and it was such a big deal to them. And for her, it, it really was, would complete her life. But for me, it wasn't that. Maybe perhaps the acceptance of possibly not having a family or maybe not ever having a child was not that big a deal because I never really, really thought that I needed that to complete my life.
0: Do you now wish you had had the child when you were younger? I mean, looking back now.
1: Looking back now, yes, in many ways, mainly because several reasons. One, it would have been nice for her to have my dad around. Uh, My dad was just such a relaxed, fun-loving guy and children just loved him. So I would have loved for her to get to know him. Two... Because now I'm going to have to work the rest of my life. I'll be 60 when she goes to university. And so suddenly, you know, any thoughts I had of which I always thought, you know, by the time I was 50, 55, I could slow down, enjoy life, maybe go sit on a mountain at some point with my husband. Right. Um, Suddenly, that's no longer an option. But I have to say, though, I don't think I would have been a good mother before. Saying that Mainly, once again, because I would have felt like I was constantly being compromised. I felt like there were so many right. things in life I needed to achieve. And suddenly having a child wasn't allowing me to achieve those things. I don't think I was the kind of person that could have done both. I, I can't do that. I can't, It's very hard for me to focus on work and have this distraction. I'm, I'm not the kind of person that can juggle six different things. And I think there might have been, at that time, a little bit of resentment. And also, I used to have a very short fuse, and whereas now everything she does is quite funny, and it's quite I can take a seat, a back seat, and also because of the things I've seen in life, partially mostly through work, the kind of you know disasters both you and I have gone through, the kind of poverty yes. both you and I have seen, uh, and to realize how lucky we are to be in the position we are in, and and that's something I really, really want to impart impart to my child, and. Being here now and having her here now allows me to do that in a way That's which true. I truly, truly believe.
0: Yeah, I guess because I suppose, you know, you hit your 40s and you come into your own. You're more sure also of who you are, what it is you can and can't do. And you're in a, just in a better grounding of, of selfhood, aren't you? It is. And also
1: I've ticked many boxes. I had all these goals that I needed to get to. And, and I've ticked all, all those boxes. I, I feel like now I can just step back and take things as they come and, you know, turn down work because it's a birthday or turn down work because I need to spend time with my child or, or just really just enjoy spending time with my child. Also, to a certain extent, I'm financially set up because I've, um, you know, I've worked so many years, I have investments and such, which, which, you know, I, I think is very, very important because I know at the end of the day, no matter what, even if I don't get a lot of work, it's never going to be a huge struggle. My child's going to be cared for. She is going to be able to go to a good school. She's going to have good food. Yes. She's going to have a good place to live. And that's something that comes with, with having saved up and being at a certain point in your career, whereas I couldn't have offered that to her, True. perhaps, and in my definitely not in my early 30s.
0: So you no longer think of her as a, as a complete distraction then, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, she Well, she is a certain distraction, <laughs> right. but I have to say what's interesting, Marga, and
1: maybe this is not politically correct to say, recently, as you mentioned, I was in um, Bangladesh covering the Rohingya story, which was um, incredibly consuming from morning till night. At 5 a.m., we'd wake up, we'd drive to the camps, we'd do live crosses, and then we'd go file a story, and I'd come home at midnight. Mm-hmm. And while I would try and WhatsApp my mom, who she's staying with at the moment, or call my husband if she happened to be staying with him. Right. Um, there were a couple of, there were a few days where I wouldn't be able to. I'd send a quick message saying, is she okay? And, you know, they'd send a picture through and that would be it. But that was not a huge, strangely, was not a huge concern for me. Because I was so focused on my work and I could just kind of work through the day right. and forget. Which is, which is once yeah. again, maybe not the right thing to say that I had a little baby at home. The the times I would actually think of her, I would say, is when we were in the camps and seeing families and I'd see a little child about her age and suddenly I'd remember her. But then also, I would also remember that, you know what, she's living in complete comfort. She has everything she needs. Uh, she has a grandma who's so devoted for her. She's got cousins and my sister, her auntie nearby, Her my husband too is around. You know, she, she's yes. got that whole support network whereas these children don't have maybe a fraction of what they have, what she has. And so that kind of also made it okay for me to carry on working in the sense I felt like, well, maybe I am doing another service to another family and my baby's okay. It It is a, it is a constant conundrum, I have to say, but I think what it boils down to, again, with being an older mom and having kind of had more life experiences, I am able to say, She's okay. I don't have to be with her every minute of the day. And, you know, and I am really able to accept, actually, most of the time she doesn't really miss me because she's got so much other family around her.
0: And I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. So how are you going to go forward uh, from this point? Yeah, for the time being, I think I will
1: carry on doing this. And perhaps because she's not, she's not old, she doesn't speak yet. And so she's not old enough to realize I'm gone for very long. Um, I I could go do a couple of weeks trips. Uh, mainly because I am still in transition and I, I do need to find something a little bit more stable. I, I need to find a job where I can be in one country and don't have this kind of travel. And not only this kind of travel, but also uh, when I travel, which is the problem, as you know, with our jobs is when yes. you go on deployment, you're working from six in the morning till midnight almost every day. So you don't have a second to yourself to even call home or yes. or do a 15 minute you know, chat with with your family and so yeah things have to change I've done this job for many many years I think I'm ready to go to another level to to now instead of being called and having to run every time they call or instead of being told what to do I should be at a point where I'm making decisions and unfortunately it's now as you said one of the I guess one of the challenges after being a mum and having not worked for a while—it's now kind of getting the confidence, which I did right. have before—to yeah. move to that level and sell myself as being able to do that.
0: So you still you, you still believe in the uh, in the uh, the legend or the myth of the superwoman? Then shall we say of uh, being able to juggle both a high stress, high powered job and motherhood at this stage in in life. High-stressed, high-powered, yes, but decent hours. So that's I think right. that's the difference. And
1: also being able, able to plan your life, which at our jobs, uh, being a correspondent, as you know, you can't plan. You could even – even if you plan a holiday, you might get a call saying, listen, you need to cancel the holiday. There's a massive story you need to cover. And as a news hound, as, because we're good at what we do, we often have to compromise. So, yes, I think you can if you have – if a corporation gives you that leeway, I think it is possible, I I really do. But it has to be recognized that it is not easy and you do need support and certain amount of flexibility to be able to do that.
0: When you do get that stability that you are searching for, uh, are you planning to give your daughter sisters? I mean, you have two of your own, is that something that is now? Or are we leaving that up to, um, you know, the fates and the universe and all of that?
1: Uh, I think I think I'm done with that. Although my my huge concern is uh, for like I said because of my age uh, biologically I, I don't think it's possible and I don't think I'm willing to go through that. But um, I do want you to grow up knowing how to share. I, you come from a family of several brothers, like yeah. brother a brother and several sisters, and I come from a family of two, uh, three girls.
0: Yes.
1: So. I think you, there's so many skills you learn from having a family, for one thing, socializing, interacting, learning how to argue effectively and not being uh, upset or taking things too personally. You know, all of these things come within this family structure. So I think I, I do want to give her more siblings, may, but maybe not in the conventional sense. Maybe I think when I'm more settled and uh, my husband and I are in a better financial or would I say maybe more of a secure financial position? Right. Maybe fostering a child or perhaps okay. even yeah. adoption at some point. But, um. So you're or, taking to yeah. parenthood at least. Uh, would I say taking to parenthood? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, you know, and maybe I'm doing this for selfish reasons because I want my daughter to, to know that there are people less fortunate than her and I want her to share. I want her to right. know that she is, she needs to know that. There are other people around her, and she needs to learn to be a considerate, kind, good person, a giving person. Uh, to me, that's the most important thing that she can ever be, rather than winning a Nobel Prize or have, which which would be nice, right. but or or any of those other you know achievements or benchmarks that we traditionally put it traditionally put against them. For me, I think the most important thing, and once again, this I think it comes from being an older mom and having seen, gone having had more life experience for me the most important thing is that she's a kind generous person and i think then good things will happen to her and
0: and what would your advice be for for people who are uh, middle life parents i've been very very fortunate in one
1: she came into my life at a time when strangely she was needed she was needed by my family my father had just passed away my mom was on her own she needed that distraction Uh, While my husband and I weren't prepared, we had a whole support structure in place already that she could come in and be cared for. Um, But I think what I would say to parents who have children later in life would say, one, you you do need, you always will need a support structure. You always do need family or friends around you or help around you. Just because you're older and more capable or perhaps have more had more experience, it doesn't mean you don't need help. You always will need help, and it's okay to ask for it. It's also okay to be to have faith that things will fall into place, that you will be financially uh, okay, your child will be financially cared for, because I think that is one of the hugest worries as a parent later in life. When you're younger, right. you, know, you have 30 years, 40 years of work ahead of you. When you're older, maximum, I would say another 20 years. Well, that's all I want to do anyway. Right. Um, and the other thing is, I would say, just enjoy it. Just really, really enjoy it. Enjoy the moments. So I, I. One of my hugest worries was particularly because uh, my dad was ill for s- several, many months, and he was stuck in India at the time. And me and my sisters were all, me and my older sister were in Hong Kong, and my younger sister was in the Singapore. And my mom was in India with him, and we, they were in a very difficult position because of His illness which he was rapidly deteriorating and the medical system contrary to popular belief the medical system does not care for older patients very well at all they're actually in fact very dismissive and so my mother was in a very difficult position running from hospital to hospital doctor to doctor and she needed a lot of help and so me and my sisters would rotate through um, India to help out and and my one of my biggest worries, especially after I found myself pregnant, was that what happens when we get older? It's all going to fall on her shoulders. Right. She is going to. It's all going to be her responsibility. She'll have no one to share the grief with. She'll have no one to share uh, if we're we're ill. She'll have no one to help her. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing I I had seriously seriously thought about, and and this may be my other advice, as a maybe a more pragmatic advice as an older parent is. I need to set myself up. My husband and I have decided we are going to set ourselves up so later in life if we do fall ill if if something does happen right. one we will have the financial ability to take care of ourselves so it wouldn't fall on her shoulders and two we will be have some kind of a home or a or a facility to go to where she won't have to where we won't have to live with her and she won't have to be juggling whatever her life and her right. work and her you know, it won't completely fall on her shoulders. And I think that to me, as as an older parent, perhaps if you want for your child, if you really, really want to make sure that they are okay. And I think that to me is one of the most important things.
0: Has that kind of uh, made you I mean, had to face your mortality more pressingly? Than had you not had a child, at unfortunately around the same time that your father passed away,
1: it, it did. It did. It very much brought uh, brought it home to me that life does not last forever. Things can go in the most unexpected ways. It, be it a birth or a death, um, it also made me realize that dying isn't necessarily a just you know a quick act where you go to bed and then suddenly life is over and you move on to whatever next level, you end up leaving such a huge network behind you. And you also leave this cobweb, this tangled cobweb of affairs and True. affairs that's in, you know, your paperwork, your property your whatever else it is, your institutions and someone will have to deal with them. Um, so that also the enormity of that, of getting my life in order soon. Because we never know when it's going to happen, so it doesn't fall on her shoulders. Yeah. But it also has made me realize that, you know, you can go at any time. It's, you know, we, we with my dad, we, he, he was, he was old. He was, he was in his eight he was 80. But up until then, he was perfectly healthy right. until he wasn't, you know. So yeah. until then, you're fine. You know, you're fine until you're not. And it can happen at any point.
0: As you did say earlier, indeed, it's really about enjoying every moment you get. It's, it's all a miracle, isn't it, at the end of the day?
1: It is. It is. Yeah, exactly. I, I certainly think, and my whole family certainly thinks this baby is a miracle, and they think it's a gift. She's a gift from my dad, and I really, really do believe it. And because of that belief that my family has over it, the support I'm getting, you know, everyone right. thinks it's their baby, which is which is brilliant. great. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, um, so, yeah, it is a miracle. She is a miracle. But, you know, our whole entire lives are a miracle. And I think we choose the way we want to look at it. Uh, We can either look at it as being difficult and challenging or we can look at it as all those little moments that make them fun and uh, make you feel like you are so lucky to be here and in the position you are.
0: Divya, thank you so, so much for making time and what I know is a very busy day at home uh, for speaking to us on About That. Ladies and gentlemen, Divya Gopalan, international journalist and mom. Div, thank you so much.
1: Marga, thank you.